A billion years ago, there was nothing but space Then one of God's wet farts threw all the planets in place There were no signs of life on Mars or Venus But planet Earth was blessed with two baby geniuses Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, we know everything Baby geniuses, tell us something we don't know Hello, Hello babies. babies! Welcome to Baby Geniuses. I'm Emily. I'm Lisa. This is our podcast, and you are listening to it. Yeah. We are that, good. We are good. <laughs> You're good. Uh, happy Libra season. Oh, Emily, shit. Very happy. Thank you very much. Your birthday is impending. My birthday is impending. I'm still figuring out what I'm going to do for it. Um, <laughs> another another pandemic birthday for you. Another pandemic birthday. It's very weird to it's just be like, what do I what do I even want? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I did not did not expect to spend two birthdays in the pandemic, but Yeah. Here we are. None of us planned um, planned for the pan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how are you doing? What's going on? Um, I'm a husk. Uh, <laughs> does anyone else feel like a husk or a ghost, perhaps, or just like a shell? Yeah. Uh, I, I've just reached that point in um, production that I reach every season where I'm just like, ah. Where you're the most buried under your work yeah and i just i'm like how did this happen um and it's just it just happens and maybe it's like my inability to understand scheduling and like be like that won't work i mean i do say that won't work and then we're like let's see and then i'm like yes indeed (laughs) (laughs) this is uh not humane um but you know yeah but it's all i mean don't feel bad for me i have you know i love my job yeah, con- for for some context too, uh, <laughs> this is not like I'm not saying this about what you're talking about. I just figured like, oh, this it's relevant to bring up um, IATSE, yes. which is yes. a very important labor union for show business, is um, voting on whether to authorize a, a strike. strike. And they, if you are a member of IATSE, I strongly encourage you to vote yes because the things that they are negotiating for are so necessary. Um, reasonable rest periods. Yeah. Um, it's living so, wage. Yeah, uh, just, safe just, sets. Just humane <laughs> conditions where people aren't dropping from exhaustion and like crashing their cars on the way home because they haven't been able to sleep. Like just the most basic, the most basic things that you would think that like one of the most lucrative indus- industries in the world yeah. would be willing to pay for, but like. I, I I only bring that up because I think like it's a symptom of a larger problem, which is that like the studios who are setting the budgets and the schedules just like keep compressing our timelines. Yes, they do. So they're like, and, oh, like, you got it done in that amount of time. What if you get it done like in, in this slightly of less? Time? Yeah. yeah. And so, like, you and I have some of the cushiest jobs in Hollywood, but we still sometimes face these periods in our mm-hmm. schedule where it's like. Especially for creative work, it's like, I don't know how I could sustain doing that work for those many hours. And I can't. I mean, I I do sustain it, you know, and I'm a good girl and I hit all my deadlines for a month and then I fucking freak out. And I'm like, I'm not living a life right now. I do not have time to exercise or eat right. 
I haven't been able to go to physical therapy. I'm like, my body's falling apart. I don't know what to do. (laughs) Um, And I just, I, it's really important for people in our positions to check on other people who work on our productions. I think it's really easy to get tunnel vision and just focus. You know, I mean, we're all so busy. We're all so tired. It's really easy to just sort of ignore what other people are doing and just assume everything's fine. Um, I don't think it comes out of any malice necessarily, but like, um, I don't know. I think it's important to remind people like, hey, if you need a bathroom break, please feel free to say that in the Zoom meeting. You can take a break at any time. And I, I try to repeat that a lot. I think it's it's hard for people to internalize that in the moment because they don't right. want to do a bad job. And um, there are a lot of people in our industry who would be like, what are you doing? <laughs> I know. If they left for a bathroom break. Like, it's so, there's so much extra work you have to do if you are going to try and be, like, a good yeah. supervisor or boss to be like, oh, I have to go out of my way to say, like, you're allowed to go piss. I know. It, I mean, that to me is the most important thing is being able to just go piss or poo or whatever you need to do or get a drink or just take five minutes to go breathe if you need that, like... I don't know. I feel like we don't breathe enough. I don't know if you're anything like me. I, um, yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, sometimes you just need. I just do in, out, in, out three times an hour and, and hope that's, that's enough. That takes care of it. Yeah. I mean, God, I, it's hard. I don't know. I had um, someone on my staff who was like, oh, I got food poisoning, um, but I will be at work today. I'm just going to keep my camera off uh, so that you guys don't have to see me barf. And I was like, whoa that absolutely not you would think that like the pandemic would have snapped our industry out of that like mandatory that's what i thought i thought that present things would get more (laughs) lax but but no people are just they're working so hard and they want to like they want to do well they want to do a good job and i'm just i'm like you i know you're doing a good job you don't have to like kill yourself <laughs> um I, that person yeah. got the day off um <laughs> anyway the uh, reason why i think we wanted to talk about this at the top of the show is you and i are but i mean i don't have nearly as bad of a schedule as you right now but i did just have like three days of needing to work on something on this script creatively and just like not being able to drag myself to do it just feeling utterly incapable of it yeah and then like falling into this cycle of sort of like shame and frustration and i was getting really like snippy and like (laughs) annoyed that i wasn't getting it done and then like just fucking randomly last night on like saturday night at like 9 30 p.m i was just like oh i'm just locking in and i just i just did it all and i'm feeling super amped about it that's like perfectly describes my process of just (laughs) constantly feeling like I'm working but I'm just distracted and I'm looking at other tabs and I just can't pull it together and I also I'm like I don't know what I want this episode to be about I don't know what I'm doing this all feels like I'm stuck in mud up to my neck and then I'll like uh you know I mentioned you earlier I'm like oh I saw like a a painting on on Instagram that my friend posted that she saw in a museum and I was like oh that like triggered an idea and I can bring that into the room and like I don't know you get these flashes of like uh yeah it's it's surprising what will snap you out of it I I have been trying to keep a list of the stuff that does sort of snap me out of the like inaction of just like tv shows that I know when I watch them give me a bunch of ideas or like things that I like 
I find I've been finding listening to the Script Notes podcast really helpful. Oh, I like that podcast. for just like putting me in the mindset of thinking about story and and stuff like that. Or yeah, um, but it's it's really hard in the moment to put yourself yeah well, <sighs> put yourself in the right spot. For me, a lot of it is just like relaxing and doing anything that isn't work, like taking a walk or taking a shower or reading a book um, will bring ideas or or just like l- flipping through like a coffee table book and looking at images mm. helps a lot too. Um, but it's so hard to remember to do that when I'm just like, but I'm under deadline and I have to get this done. I can't yeah. take a break to to not be at my fucking laptop. Yeah. I don't know. I think a lot of people feel really burnt out right now. Yeah, I'm I think that that's true. I think also like I've been feeling really cooped up lately and yeah. I've been I've been you taking some been. S- Yeah, I've been taking some steps to sort of alleviate that. Like I've been making more plans outside of the house. I got an office outside of the house thankfully where yeah. it's like such a nice luxury that like <laughs> I can leave the house and just go even if even if I'm not seeing anyone else just go work somewhere else. That has been really helpful. Um, but yeah, like feeling cooped up, feeling like I'm not interacting with people enough, feeling like I don't remember how to talk to people. It's just also, it's like making me not feel creative because I'm like, I don't know what's, I'm not putting anything in other than like watching other TV. (laughs) Yeah, I feel, yeah, a little creatively, like I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel here. Like I just need time and space away from all of this. (laughs) I don't know how to get that. Um, it's, ah, it's rough. Uh, and if you ever want to take a horsey walk in Burbank, uh, oh, that would be great. You should come. Yeah, it's a little it's dusty, been- but you know, <laughs> <laughs> I could wear a mask. I guess. Yeah, I often do. Hmm. Uh, yeah, that that could be good. Um, I'm trying to think what else is going on. Something very funny happened on Twitter this week, <laughs> which is that, um, so they announced the cast for, uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie. Are you already know what I'm going to talk about? No, I'm just, I'm already <laughs> laughing at uh, thinking about the cast for that. Right. They announced the cast, which was like zero Italian people. It was all, it was all casting actors for their like looks, um, and not for their yes. voices, I feel like. For their looks and their like buzz, yeah. like uh, Anya Taylor Joy, so like, buzzy, so buzzy, you know, <laughs> uh, is Princess Peach, and um, I could not Chris describe. Pratt. I could not describe her voice to you. I do not know. <laughs> I mean, I know, she, I'm sure like, she's great. She's a good act. She's a good actor, but like she's a good know. actor. But you're not like it's like uh, you cast you cast Kristen Shaw. I know why you're casting Kristen Shaw. Yeah, you know, like yeah, um, and then. Yeah, uh, Charlie Day as Luigi, uh, great voice, very <laughs> <That> interesting. <works. laughs> but yeah, Chris Pratt as Mario, uh, uh, Jack Black as like Koopa or some shit. I don't know. Anyway. That sounds good, actually. Jack Black, that'll be <laughs> <Yeah>. good. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, so they <laughs> they made the announcement and people were like pretty mad about it. Oh, Seth Rogen's a- as Donkey Kong. <laughs> That's the other thing. <laughs> Jack Black as Bowser. Um, okay. Oh, and, boy. Um, Very white cast, too. Um, Elizabeth Olsen as Daisy. Yeah, it's like a pretty white cast. Uh, anyway, um, do you follow Kevin T. Porter on Twitter? I don't think so. I mean, I'm, he, not, I'm not on Twitter. So he's I a looked. very funny writer, and he used to... Oh, right, you're not on Twitter. Um, 
He uh, hosted. He used to host, co-host the uh, Gilmore Guys podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has this really great bit that he does on Twitter whenever there's something that everyone's tweeting about, like during the Met Gala or during the Emmys. Like whenever something happens that he can tell everyone on Twitter is going to hate. Yeah, he can be like. He always says, like, hey, guys, the uh, the sketch that I wrote for the Emmys, the blah, 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 like, I'm really excited to see what you all think. And he'll just post it, like, immediately so that um, just, like, as a joke, mm-hmm. he'll take credit for something that he knows everyone hates. <laughs> um, and so when they announced the Super Mario Brothers casting, and again, it's like, in the last two weeks, he's posted a dozen tweets like this about different things. Um but when they announced the Super Mario cast, he wrote it. He wrote this so fast. He said, hey, it's me, the casting director of the new Mario movie. I'm really proud of the choices <laughs> we made with the whole team. And we're beyond excited to tell this story. And it's a great bit. Great bit. The number of people <laughs> who thought it was real. Oh, people. Come on. Is astounding. Oh I haven't God. checked on it today, but like yesterday, he was quoted in multiple journalistic articles oh my God. about the casting saying like Kevin T. Porter, the casting director, said that he's excited about the choices that they made. And like <laughs> someone, because IMDb can be edited by almost anyone, someone updated his IMDb page to say that he was the casting director for the Mario <laughs> Brothers movie. And so then even people who caught on that he was joking were saying like, oh, ha ha, you have the same name as the casting director. Good one. Oh, no. And it's like, no. <laughs> like, and so uh, yesterday, he released a statement saying, hi, everyone. As you can imagine, the last few days have been a whirlwind. <laughs> the whole team has been listening to your feedback, both the support and criticism. You have said, mama mia, and we hear you loud and clear. <laughs> we want to take this opportunity to apologize to the Italian community and anyone who may have been hurt by our casting decisions. The Mushroom Kingdom should be a place where all are welcome, from the plumbers and princesses to the Goombas and Koopas. We understand now that our casting choices may not have reflected that inclusivity, and for that we are sorry. That said, we believe in our vision, we are humbled by the opportunity to bring these characters to life, and we are fully <laughs> committed to making this film a super experience for all. Oh my god. Let's go! It's so Kevin real. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. That's so real. Nobody's gonna understand the truth with that so Um, so funny and like so many people quote tweeted it being like this definitely was an unpaid intern trying his best to make things worse right there's (laughs) no way someone fucked up this bad and do you think the (laughs) do you think the actual casting director is like sort of relieved that all the heat is on (laughs) imaginary well okay here's the thing about casting directors very often they are not responsible for who gets cast as the lead no, in shows. They are very often not. They very often are not. They like they, they present they, they go, options. Yeah, but they present options and they go get the person that they are asked to go get. For smaller roles that you're auditioning a bunch of people for, like yeah. they process most of the auditions and then they send you their favorites and then either like the showrunner or the director depending on if it's like a movie or a TV show, will pick. Yeah, that's correct. But but <laughs> Chris Pratt isn't going through a direct uh, casting director to become Mario. No. Like, 
They are just that's offer. The only. studio <laughs> is just approaching Chris Pratt's agents and yeah. being like, "Is this a big enough pile of money?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so I don't know who the real casting director for this movie is. They might not have even been hired yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have no idea, but it's really funny that no one has stepped forward. I mean, no one's stepped forward to be like, I'm actually the casting director because it, no, it why still would wouldn't be their fault. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it still wouldn't be their job, but, uh. They're not going to recast it. I mean, I mean, probably not. <laughs> I doubt it. People online, and I only know this because I've been looking at the quote tweets and the replies to Kevin's tweets about it. There are people who are really mad who are like, we're going to pull a Sonic the Hedgehog and do something about this. What did they do about Sonic the Hedgehog? They redid the whole movie because people didn't like the design. Oh, yeah. Remember? That's right. Oh, my God. (laughs) Just let movies suck. It's fine. (laughs) <laughs> Just let them be bad. The world <laughs> is bad. <laughs> Movies are not the things we need to fix. <laughs> uh, uh, that's incredibly reductive and terrible. I'm sorry, but it's uh, very funny. <laughs> it made me laugh. <laughs> oh, the world is bad. Mm. I um I tried to phone bank yesterday um to get people signed up for the vaccine, and it went very poorly. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> I think it's oh, just, no. I don't mean I to- like how you're like, you've been so stressed out and overworked. And you're like, the solution is to talk to anti-vaxxers <laughs> on the phone. I know. And I'd already <laughs> been like talking to a bunch on Instagram. And I was, well, I was like, I felt guilty because, okay, I had done this whole like Zoom orientation for how to phone bank. And I had done this like Zoom and all this stuff. And then I just ran out of time and I got so busy that I never actually did the phone banking. And I was feeling guiltier and guiltier about it. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so such a like piece of shit that I like did this to feel good about myself. And then I didn't actually do the thing, you know. Um, yeah. So I finally I was like, oh, I'm going to do this because talking to people on Instagram is like not doing shit. I need to actually like volunteer and call people. So I did it. Um, but I think it's just I don't mean to discourage anyone from phone banking because I think it's really great. But I think for this issue in particular, people's hackles are up. They don't like to be called and they don't like to talk about vaccines. <laughs> It really, yeah. uh, people, a lot of people have their minds made up about it. So I just, I mean, I got hung up on a lot. And then uh, a few men were just very, like, huffy. And, like, like a, a, <laughs> yeah, whoa, huh, how dare you? Just immediately, like, so on edge. When all I, I was like, I am a volunteer and I'm here to help you sign up for a vaccine appointment. Can I help you today? You know, and and they're just like, oh, yeah. oh. one guy was like, that's none of your business. I'm like, sir, I'm just here to provide assistance if you need it. That's all I'm here to do. I'm not here to like <laughs> yell at you or like, God. I don't know. Oh, man, people are so on edge. They're about so this. on edge. I mean, everyone's just fucking sick of this shit. I get it. Yeah. Um, and fuck, fuck, I'm sick of it too. Yeah, but and I don't want to talk to someone on the phone. As soon as anyone calls me, I hang up on them. So, <laughs> yeah. It's I, so hard to know how to be useful to, like, I don't tend to, like, argue with anti-vaxxers online or anything. But, no, you like, shouldn't. It's such a waste of time. I don't no. know why I bother. But, it's, like, it's, if I see someone sharing something that's obviously not true, yeah, like, I'm not responding to try and convince them i'm just responding to try and convince someone who might have seen that and who has doesn't have their mind made up yet yeah i think you can Um, i think you can convince people who are hesitant who aren't like 
you know, people who haven't gone full conspiracy theorist about it, like people who are just like, I don't know, I'm a little scared. I think those people you can definitely convince. I, um, I did convince, I have convinced one person, um, the massage therapist that I see every once in a while, she was frightened of the vaccine and she wasn't sure. And so just every time I saw her, I asked her about it, if she'd gotten it yet. And then I just shared my experience and I was like, I got it and it was fine. I didn't really have any side effects. And then last time I saw her, she was like, I finally got it. And you know, I thought of you and how you said it wasn't that bad and you were right. And I was like, yes, I helped convince her. So oh, good. one person, um, <laughs> the phone banking, I convinced nobody. And then I saw like the numbers yeah. and it was like, uh, f- maybe they signed up 500 people out of a million phone calls. I'm like, that's not, that's not good. But still, not, not that good. is Be- better than 500 people yeah. is really great. That's great. It's great. But it's a it's a discouraging hit rate for sure. It's pretty yeah, it's pretty rough. I mean, luckily the the numbers of vaccinated people in California are much better now. They yeah, they got up there. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's a really hard problem. It is, and it doesn't have a very simple solution. It doesn't. Um, well, I appreciate you trying <laughs> oh, in it's quite okay. possibly the most personally upsetting way. <laughs> uh, uh, like, it's already bad enough that what you're doing involves making a phone call. <laughs> I just, phones are terrible. <laughs> I, um, I got a phone call the other, I had to like, I got a new doctor, so I had to do a bunch of like lab tests and send them in like urine tests, whatever. Um, and then one lab called me and the I find I answered the phone and the woman is like, I've called you three times and you didn't answer until now. And I was like, Yeah, okay. And she's like, I need your insurance information. I'm like, all right, I'll go get it. And she's like, you know, I I've already called you several times and I, you just didn't answer. And finally I was like, Yeah, I generally don't answer the phone. Like, what? I, I thought Did she was- not did she leave you a voicemail? No. I'm like, girl, leave a message. Like, and you have my email. I don't know what the problem is. Call screening's not new. It's not new. And it's, it's not even new to cell phones. Like they did that as soon as answering machines came out. Yeah. And she wasn't even like like older. She was like my age, it sounded like. I'm like, lady, this is very normal. <laughs> Why would I answer my phone? I don't even keep my <laughs> ringtone on most of the time. Like <laughs> it's always spam. Why would I answer that? Yeah. Oh, God, it's always spam. It was really funny to be, like, scolded for such a normal... I'm like, I refuse to feel bad about this. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a big oh, deal. Oh, God. <laughs> you uh, shouldn't feel bad about it. I don't. I don't at all. Good. Good. <laughs> uh, and that's <laughs> feminism. Refusing <laughs> to apologize being a bitch and i don't here's the thing i should not be this averse to phone calls right now i need to practice talking to people more i'm not talking to people right now i should be answering the phone anytime anyone calls me i should answer the phone you're great at talking to people well i mean you could phone bank if you really want to practice (laughs) okay let's not go that far (laughs) i uh i do i actually like i went I hung out with some friends for the first time in a long time. I went to like a little backyard gathering um, and like a, a new person showed up, like a person I hadn't seen in like, you know, a year. And and instead of being normal, we all just stared at him when he walked in and, and he was just like, hi, how are you guys? And we were like, uh, <laughs> just, <laughs> just this like feeling of seeing people in 3D, like in real life is so overwhelming, yeah. like 
<laughs> so it's so exciting to me that I just don't know how to respond normally. It's like he walked in, but it didn't make the like ding dong sound from Zoom <laughs> when a new person enters the. Yeah, he wasn't like we weren't DMing on Instagram. I just didn't know how to like interface. It was... Oh, wow. <laughs> it felt so good, though, to hang out with people in person. But, it had, it had yeah. been a while. Yeah, it's it has been nice when I've seen people and stuff and um yeah. gotta get gotta get back into it. Um we should probably do a segment. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh I believe it is time for Chunch Chat, our regular segment where we talk about any news in the world of Martha Stewart's pony and chunch. chunch. When the clock strikes noon, we could have a picnic lunch, find wine, full moon, and we're chatting about chunch. 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 I got jack shit today. I got jack all. I got. <laughs> I got nothing. I looked. I looked at her Instagram, and I just. Ah, she's looking very pretty, Martha Stewart. Looking yeah. very, very lovely lately. Whatever she had done looks great. Um, no, yeah, no real animal news to speak of. So pass. <laughs> um, I saw a video, I mean, that you posted on Instagram. It's very, it's not chunch related, but it is an animal video of some bears playing on a kid's playground. Wasn't that, that the was cutest really good. fucking thing that you've was ever w- seen? one of the best videos I've ever seen. Yeah, the cartoonist uh, Hope Larson posted that and I saw it and um, it was a mother bear teaching her baby bear how to slide down a slide on a playground. <laughs> and, and she for real is teaching it. It's so cute. <laughs> really good bears are so fucking cute and i'm so afraid of them yeah i mean i don't think i've ever seen one in wait have i seen one in person i saw some in alaska um luckily not close up and and while we were like walking around we would like stumble upon you know some of their scat um and be like oh there was a bear here recently and it made a shiver run all the way down to my butthole because i just don't ever want to be anywhere near one yeah they're so dangerous even though they're so fun to watch and so snuggly looking yeah um i've been listening to too much uh tooth and claw that's one of my favorite podcasts ooh, ooh, endorse um but yeah it's it has a lot of bear attacks on it and they're scary oh yeah Oof. <laughs> i haven't seen the revenant but i don't want to also. i don't want to <laughs> it looks sad and scary <laughs> um are you are you gonna see dear evan hansen i don't know what that is oh <laughs> are you just saying that so you won't have to talk about it and piss off someone you know who worked on it no no i just i really i don't quite understand what it is it's just one of those movies where like they made it was a broadway musical and then they made a movie out of it and they used the same star and everyone is talking about how he looks way too old to play a high schooler oh. and is that ben, it's ben platt, it's ben platt yeah oh, okay he's a good singer. and they did a lot of like work to try and make him look younger and it just like kind of backfired. Um, but it's just one of those movies where people are watching it to make fun of it. Uh-huh. But uh, I was just curious if you had, is if it, you were going to see it. Is it good? Are people just being like, I think it's probably not, as, not bad enough to be as fun as people are making it out to be. Like, yeah. I don't think it's like a disaster or anything like that. It's not, uh, it's I not think like it's cats. just like, it's not it's not as bad as cats, I don't think. Yeah. And I think uh <laughs> but um 
I yeah, I, I, it's one of those things where it's like it keeps trending on Twitter, and like I would love, I love reading bad reviews of stuff. Like that's my favorite thing. It's one of the meanest impulses <laughs> I have, but I, I just love, I, I love reading a good pan. Me too. Oh, um, me too. It's tasty, <laughs> a tasty pan. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it, it it feels like it's probably not ba- not as bad as I actually want it to be. I have watched and listened to two of your endorsements, uh, Work in Progress oh, yeah. on Showtime. <gasps> I started watching. Um, oh, how do you like it? I love it. It's so great. It's so different. It's so great, right? Yeah, it's really it's really cool. Um, I find it very charming, so I'm slowly watching that. And then I listened, started listening to the ActCast, uh, Jamie Loftus's podcast oh, yeah. about Kathy, um, Kathy Comics. It's really good. It's like... Um, listening to it, I'm just like, oh, I am very much making work in this same vein. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Like Kathy paved the way for you. Definitely did. And I did not appreciate that when I was younger. Um, Mm -hmm. and I was kind of like, yeah, kill your idol. You know, like I, I, I made, I made a drawing of like two big cat women, like beating up Kathy, you know, I like definitely did not like or appreciate Kathy until now, um, that I'm a older woman and I understand it more. Yeah. I I like I'm always impressed by how thoughtful Jamie Loftus's work is yeah, about and funny too. Like yeah, it's so easy to pan stuff and she's so good at finding nuance yeah. instead of like rejection or reductive thinking about things. Like she's really good at like at, at like celebrating what should be celebrated and while also questioning what should be questioned and not acting like you have to choose between one or the other. Yeah, like she has her qualms with it for sure, but she goes really deep and provides a lot of context and it's just really funny and like a very well-produced podcast too. I really like it. Yeah, it's it's great. Um, check it out if you haven't checked it out yet. Uh, I'm trying to think if I have any other like endorse horses since we're sort of in that area yeah. uh, <laughs> I don't know if I have any right now what have I been spending all of my time watching what have I been doing what are, what have I been I? doing my, every week when I start to talk to my therapist I'm like nothing has happened <laughs> <laughs> my therapist- zero things have happened <laughs> My therapist gave me like some good homework last time I talked to her. Oh, really? Yeah, where I had to like, I mean, we came up with this together where I had to like fail at something in some small way. I had to blow a deadline for something. And I did. So you could see what happened? Yeah, and I did. And nothing. How did it go? Nothing happened. Nothing happened. (laughs) And it was the smallest thing. I was just like, that outline, I'm not going to have that done Friday. And everyone was just like, okay. (laughs) That's great. I bought myself some time and nobody yeah. got mad at me. It was so weird. Oh boy. That's awesome. <laughs> good good for me. Uh, anyway, I guess I don't have an endorse horse. I guess I endorse horse Lisa's therapist. <laughs> <laughs> her name is and her number is no just kidding. She is great. I don't uh, want to share her. Um all right. One on fun. Does that conclude chance chat? <laughs> it does. Let's do one on fun. All right, it's time for One on Fun. We'll be right back with One on Fun. Geniuses, we know everything. Baby geniuses. 
I'm going first. It's me, Jackie Cation. Man, she's always this bossy. Uh, <laughs> I'm Lori Kilmartin. Uh, we're a bunch of stand-up comics, and uh, we've been doing comedy like 60 years total, <laughs> both of us, but we look amazing. And, uh, out. We drop every Monday on Max Fun, and it's called The Jackie and Lori Show, and you could listen to it and learn about comedy and learn about anger management and all the things. And Jackie is married but childless, and I'm unmarried but childful. So together, we make <laughs> one complete woman. Is that just what that one's going to end? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we try to make Kyle laugh just like that and say, oh, my God, every episode. It's a good job. Jackie and Lori Show, Mondays, only on Maximum Fun. Okay, one on fun, one on fun. Uh, oh, no. Emily, yes. what is your worst injury inflicted by an animal or insect? On me? Yeah. Oh my God. Very easy. I think I've talked about this on the podcast before. Um, when I was uh, in fifth grade, uh, my parents and I were at the park with our dog who was on one of those retractable dog leashes with oh, the cords. No. And uh, she went chasing a ball and ran around both my legs <gasps> and it like and pulled tight and like, you know, my dad dropped the leash and she Ooh. ran and I got dragged for like a few feet and it dug a groove in my legs like a centimeter deep. Oof. Yeah. Those retractable And it didn't even bleed for a few days because it was just like in, in shock. Yeah. Do not use retractable dog leashes. They're so bad. Unless you are like using them for a very specific type of training. Like unless mm-hmm. you are a dog expert, like they're not good for dogs. They're dangerous to people. They're not good. Ouch. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. I thought um, about that question because I got stung by a bee last week. <gasps> Were you okay? It was on my hand. Um, it still hurts. Uh, yeah. It like swelled up so big my hand looked like a big puffy hoof for a few days. And I like I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't bend my fingers. Oh wow. Yeah. Um, what is that is that your worst that can't be your worst animal injury? No, I think my worst ones are all horses. Mm-hmm. Horse related rib cracking and rope burns nothing too, yeah nothing too terrible um <laughs> all right lisa 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 what am i gonna ask you it is really gonna knock you on your heels you are gonna be you are going to feel so unprepared for the question i am about to ask you really it's building just, up to it it's like I think the more I build it up, too, the more satisfied everyone's going to be because it's definitely going to be a good and well thought out question. <laughs> definitely will be. <laughs> I can tell. Um, <laughs> all right. The what are, question. What are those little post-its behind you? Oh, uh, those are just like note cards with exercises I'm supposed to do, oh, like should, stretches. Those look good. I should do that. that I. I, yeah, because I, I, I had I like found a bunch of like charts online of like stretches I should do, but they all looked really bad and they were really small. So I had to like blow them up and I was just like, I'll just draw them. Cute. Um, I tried to do them like 
Keith Haring they style. They do look like Keith Haring. Thank you. They're surprisingly hard to do. I had to redo them a bunch. Um, I'm sorry you all can't see them. Yeah, it's one of the things, it's like the thing that people ask me about the most on Zoom calls is those little cards. <laughs> They're very cute. They're charming. I know you have all this beautiful art behind you and I'm just asking about the... <laughs> I know. The um, okay, wait, Lisa. Okay. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, uh, uh. Oh my oh, god. Oh, oh, if you oh. <laughs> if you could have uh one like defensive evolutionary trait that an animal has, mm. what would it be? I wanna spit out ink when I get scared. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, free ink for your art. <laughs> I definitely don't wanna like be able to sting things that scare me and then have like all my guts ripped out by my stinger as it yeah, gets that left doesn't behind. Seem, that doesn't seem like a good investment. That's the worst thing about being stung by a bee is then afterwards it's just like, it just, like, it, it stung me. You don't me. even get to be mad at the bee because the bee is dead? I know. And then it just it just sat there next to me looking so confused and it was kind of, it was like it was saying like, did I do it? Did I, did I save the hive? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that's so sad. I know. I'm so upset. <laughs> it's like, yeah, buddy. Yeah, you did. Oh, you thought my ear was a flower and then I put my hand up there to investigate what was in my ear and oh, it was no. you. Um, uh, what would I do if I had a defensive? I don't know cuz a lot of animal defensive things are like kind of stupid. Uh, yeah. Like they, what do they do? They bite, they bolt away. You could have a rattle. Ooh. Like a rattlesnake. (laughs) Yeah. Just when people are starting to piss you off. Yeah. Just a little warning. Like a little hiss. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I would like, it would be cool to have claws that like sort of go in and out. Retractable. Retractable claws. Retractable claws like Wolverine. That'd be cool. Yeah. That would be great. That's a good answer. Maybe like a, maybe some poison skin. (laughs) Like a tree frog. I think I would. Go like the chameleon route. Mm, that's be smart. able to like disappear into my backgrounds. That would be very useful in many situations. Yeah, I love that. Can I steal that? I want that one. You can steal it. This, it is the correct answer. This is this is real, <laughs> and I choose chameleon. Uh, okay, great. Uh, <laughs> does that con- that concludes one on fun? We will be right back with Wiki of the Week. Welcome to Wiki of the Week. This week's Wikipedia page was sent to us by Sarah Adamski. Thank you. Thank you, you, Sarah. Um, It is the Wikipedia page for Ashrita Furman. Ashrita Furman. (laughs) (laughs) Good question. Ashrita Furman, born Keith Furman, September 16th, 1954, is a Guinness World Records record breaker. As of 2017, Furman has set more than 600 official Guinness records and currently holds 531 records, thus holding the Guinness World Record for the most Guinness World Records. That's great. He has been breaking records. That's the best one. That's the best one you can hold. (laughs) Yeah. He has been breaking records since 1979. Early life. Furman was born in 1954 in Brooklyn, New York. He is fascinated with the Guinness Book of World Records as a child. Me too, man. Yeah. Me too. But never thought he could ever break a record since he was very unathletic. As a teenager, he became interested in spirituality. And in 1970, he became a devout follower of the spiritual leader, Sri Chinmoy. 
Sri Chinmoy inspired Furman to participate in a 24-hour bicycle race in New York City Central Park in 1978. With only two weeks training, he tied for third place, cycling 405 miles. Around this time, he changed his first name to Ashrita, protected by God in Sanskrit. First record. In 1979, Furman set his first official record by doing 27,000 jumping jacks. In 1986, Furman invented and set the record for underwater pogo stick jumping and introduced it on Good Morning America on April Fool's Day. That See, I think that's key to setting more world records is to invent shit. You have to invent records to set. Yeah, because you gotta get creative. Then, because then you... No competition. You just have to be the first person to do it, and you have to do it for a while. Underwater pogo stick jumping sounds very fun. How do you do 27,000 jumping jacks? That's so many. It's so many. It makes me feel sick to think of it. (laughs) (laughs) It makes me want to fucking puke. (laughs) I'm sick to my fucking stomach thinking about this. I am just blowing chunks. Oh, I'm gagging. I'm gagging. Um, (laughs) Records around the world. Furman has managed a health food store in Jamaica, Queens, New York City since uh, 1982. He's also a tour manager for his meditation group and is therefore able to travel extensively. As of 2014, he's set records in 40 countries. He completed his goal of breaking a record in all seven continents when he set the mile hula hoop record at Uluru, also known as Ayers Rock, in the Australian desert in 2003. Mile hula hoop record. Uh, Furman has also set records at such famous landmarks as the Egyptian pyramids with distance pool cue Distance pool cue balancing. Huh. Uh, Stonehenge, where he stood on a Swiss ball. The Eiffel Tower, most sit-ups in an hour. <laughs> so he didn't need the Eiffel Tower for any... It wasn't like fastest person to climb the Eiffel Tower. No. It was just like, I'm, this is where I'm going to do my sit-ups one. <laughs> the Great Wall of China, hopping on a kangaroo ball. Borobudur, fastest time to run a mile while balancing a milk bottle on the head. <laughs> We're getting very specific now. Yeah. And Angkor Wat. Jumping rope on a pogo stick. (laughs) Wow, that sounds difficult. Uh, While in China, Furman broke the record for running 8 kilometers, or 4.97 miles, on stilts in the fastest time, 39 minutes and 56 seconds, a record which had stood since 1982. I'm just honestly shocked that this guy did not go to my summer camp because a lot of this (laughs) is extremely Camp Winter Rainbow vibes of, like... (laughs) Changing your name to something Sanskrit, for one thing. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, The... Fucking stilt walking. Yeah, pogo sticking. Yeah, and just being a silly goose. Um, This guy's a real silly goose. Yeah, creating new records. Furman has also been a pioneer in setting records and several new activities, including land rowing. What? Using a converted indoor rower with wheels and brakes. Furman (laughs) rowed 1,500 miles in 16 days in Bali in 1991. Wow. (laughs) Furman also developed the sport of gluggling. <laughs> Underwater juggling. That sounds sexual. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which he did. Like, I don't know what gluggling is, but it sounds like something you do with testicles. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> which he did for 48 minutes at Kelly Tarleton's Antarctic Encounter and Underwater World in Auckland, New Zealand in 2002. And distance sack racing, which Furman did for a mile while racing against a yak <laughs> in Mongolia he in raced 2007. Against, he raced a yak while sack... <laughs> He did a sack yak race. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Uh, On January 30th, 2008, Furman unveiled his giant pencil, 76 feet. (laughs) 
or now 23 that meters long. Sounds sexual. It does. <laughs> it was 22,000 pounds with 4,000 solid pounds of Pennsylvania graphite. The pencil was built in three weeks as a birthday gift for teacher Sreech and Moy on August 27, 2007. Longer than the 65-foot pencil outside the Malaysia headquarters of stationer's Faber-Castell, it was transported from Queens, New York to the City Museum in St. Louis. In April 2009, Furman became the first person to hold 100 Guinness World Records at once. And so... Um, Sarah included a link to his website where it has a list of his currently held records. Ooh. Um, and it's an incomplete list, but, um, uh, it's Ashrita Furman, Mr. Versatility. So there is somersaulting, pogo stick jumping underwater, hopscotch, most games completed in 24 hours. Popcorn sculpture. <laughs> oh man yeah Lar- largest popcorn sculpture wow he's <laughs> wow. see i wouldn't even think of that that's so creative yeah i would Skipping. i would i would think there's no way the guinness book is going to care about that a popcorn yeah, sculpture but largest popcorn sculpture i mean the, the way the guinness book of world records works is like if you want to break a record you basically have to like invite a verifier from guinness to come watch you do it mm-hmm. um and you have to pay for them <laughs> He, so, oh wow! I wonder how much. <laughs> yeah, how much I think it, it depends on like. I think if it's something like biggest popcorn sculpture, like you don't need as much proof. They don't need to be to be there for as long. You know, he's caught the most grapes in his mouth in a minute, and it was <laughs> eight, eighty-six grapes. <laughs> <laughs> Skipping in parentheses like children without a rope. <laughs> Fastest time for a marathon. He did a whole marathon skipping. He has has the most apples cut with a samurai sword in a minute and also <laughs> the most potatoes sliced while hopping on a shovel in a minute. <laughs> that is just words, random Catching nouns. ping pong balls with chopsticks most in one minute. <laughs> L- lawnmower balancing on chin, longest duration. Walking on shovels as stilts, fastest mile. Yeah. Poetry um, reciting. <laughs> Poem, Poem tra- tra- translated and recited in the most languages. Huh. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the most balloons inflated to an eight, eight inch diameter in an hour. What? What? That's so weird. It's so yeah. specific. Dribbling a basketball while on a pogo stick. Uh, <laughs> inflating balloons with nose. Uh, <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> yeah. Underwater unicycling, um constructing Olympic relay torch, largest replica, knife catching. Um yeah, so impressive. It's very impressive. And also kind of stupid, but really impressive. <laughs> really impressive. <laughs> um and there's pictures on his website of him him doing this stuff. And he's still around. Is he still setting records? I would imagine so. It doesn't seem like this page has been updated, but um, in a while, and it doesn't look like his Wikipedia page has been updated in a while, but I, I recommend ch- uh, looking and, and seeing. I, I think he's still around. Is he going to listen to this podcast? I doubt it, unless most, he searches for himself a lot. Most podcasts listen to in one hour. Go. <laughs> That's not <laughs> possible. One. one. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, well, thank you for that Wikipedia page. Good and one. this guy better watch his back because me and Lisa are coming for you. We're going to break all these records. Yeah. What would you what would be your first thing you'd attempt to break a record in? Oh, gosh, I don't know. Um, like most. I don't know. Most Frasier memorabilia owned. I'm not anywhere near that. But what if I got there? <laughs> what if you did? You could. You could try. I own a chair that used to belong to David Hyde Pierce. <laughs> <laughs> it's not actually Fraser memorabilia. It's just like a weird thing that I know about a chair that I own. How did you get that? Um, so like it was given to me by someone who used to live with someone who used to live with David Hyde Pierce, and it, like the chair had just been like <laughs> left in the apartment. And <laughs> wow, I might be forgetting like a few degrees of separation there. But then like when he met me, he was like, "Do you want this chair?" And I was like, "Yes, absolutely." <laughs> You should have the most amount of chairs that used to belong to Frasier actors. <laughs> I also have um, a commemorative pin from the, like, Frasier Christmas party from, like, mm. 20, 2001. So you're well on your way. I got two things. <laughs> <laughs> That's more than most people. <laughs> and, a Frasier, and I have a Frasier t-shirt. So I yeah. don't know. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're getting there. Get, what, what, what about you? What, what record would you want to break? Most ponies kissed in an, <laughs> an hour. It kissed their snoots. <laughs> Most ponies kissed in a minute. You just yeah. have to get a bunch of ponies lined up and then kiss them all. This just results in me getting horribly headbutted. Um, a and, company and I bitten used to... on the face. <laughs> <laughs> a company I used to work for um, did set up like a Guinness record breaking thing where. They set up like That's a fun for, perk for the Lucy. I I wasn't there for it, but um, <laughs> for the like Lucille Ball comedy festival, they did like a most Lucille Ball impersonators in one place. Oh, that's great thing. And uh, I don't think there was a record for that previously. And all they had to do was just like they're they're like here's a wig and a, another thing for and you put it on and that makes you an impersonator. And so they just had to buy a certain amount of wigs and get a certain amount of people together. That seems like a pretty easy one to like set and break. Like most people dressed up like a blank in a blank. Does the Guinness World Record still like print out a book every year that includes everything? It's a good question. I haven't looked at them since I was, you know, like 10. And that was yeah. my peak interest in Guinness World yeah. Records. I don't know if they still do a book, but it would be cool if they did. I was all about world records and I was all about like spontaneous combustion. And just really focused on those things. Were you really, like, worried about spontaneous combustion? Oh, yeah. And you thought it was going to happen to you? Oh, yeah. That and quicksand. Definitely right. so yeah. worried. Do we... Wait, is spontaneous combustion real? I don't know. I never figured it out. I mean, I'm sure... <laughs> I'm sure some examples have happened, but why? Yeah. Like, I can see it happening with, like, a magnifying glass involved. I just I read so many like weird anecdotal stories of it when I was that age. I would get whole books about it and be like, she was just sitting at home in her living room, and then she and then her husband saw a fireball come in through the window, and then she burst into flame. And it's like what? Just like really strange. I mean, maybe this is something for another wiki of the week. Mm. I think because there is a Wikipedia page for spontaneous human combustion, Ooh. and here's a little spoiler in the first sentence. 
It's a pseudoscientific concept, according to Wikipedia. According to Wikipedia? Yeah. I bet I could find a Reddit where it's real. (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah, I would love to dip into that in a future app. Yeah. All right. Teaser. Pinning it. Pinning it right now. We're teasing you all. A teaser episode. Um, All right. That concludes Wiki of the Week. It's time now for What Did I Learn? Uh Uh-oh. What did I learn? Lisa, what did you learn today? Um, I learned that you can gluggle. (laughs) (laughs) I can't, but but one can. One could, and I'm going to try. I don't know what I want to gluggle, but... Yeah. Follows, I guess. <laughs> um, what did you learn? I, I learned that Lisa <laughs> wants to kiss a bunch of ponies. You knew that already. I knew that. I always let you go first for what did I learn, and you always get to do the Wikipedia page, and then I have to remember <laughs> the rest of the podcast when we're just talking about fucking bullshit wow. that doesn't matter. I'm it sorry. Teach anything. I'm sorry I have the advantage in this weird segment we insist on doing (laughs) (laughs) oh boy um (laughs) next time i'll try to pick something more obscure i also learned that your therapist gives you homework to be um a slacker yeah we came up with it together you know we it was a a group project but yeah yeah it is helpful i like it yeah um all right that's our show um, y- you can send us Wikipedia pages at babygeniusespodcast at gmail.com. And also, please send us some juicy gossip. Yeah. We only got one piece of gossip. And it wasn't. I want to thank you for sending it, but I've got to <laughs> say it was some of the worst gossip I've ever read in my it entire life. It wasn't gossip. It, was, it wasn't gossip it was at an, all. It was an overheard, which is. It, it was an overheard that wasn't even like that salacious or unique. No, it was just, I, I appreciate you sending it because it made me laugh a lot. <laughs> yes, but not exactly what we were looking for. Send us juicy goss. Um, a lot of you send gossip. us. Juicy gossip. Can I also say, I have asked for this before, like on Instagram, and like, I asked specifically for people's high school gossip, and most of it was about teachers mm-hmm. sleeping with students. Yeah. I don't want that kind of gossip. Yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah, it's a bummer. We want fun gossip. Um, A lot of you have been sending very nice emails lately, and I want to thank you for that because it always makes my day. Yes, thank you for that. We love love the emails. Someone offered to send some very cool um, Princess Di merch. Yeah, did you hop on that? I didn't hop on that because I I think I just want a t-shirt. And it wasn't a t-shirt, but I really appreciate the offer. Do I want it? Oh, I was letting you have a stab at it. Well, I'll think about it. Think about it. Think about it. Yeah. Um, thank you all. Thanks to Rob Perra, our producer, who's not even here today. What? He's not even here today. We're talking so much shit about him all episode, too. Oh, man. And if you don't hear it on the episode, it's because he cut it all out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we revealed all his gossip and secrets. Yes. Please send us gossip about Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Nate Heller for our music. Yes. Um, you can follow me online. I'm at Mr. Emily Heller. I'm at Lisa Draws on Instagram. 
And goodbye. Hey there, beautiful people. Did you hear that good, good news? Something about the baby Jesus? Mm, he's coming back. Or do you mean the fact <laughs> that Apple Podcasts has named Fanti one of the best shows of 2020? I mean, we already knew that we was hot stuff, but a little external validation never hurts, okay? Hosted by me, writer and journalist Jared Hill. And me, the ebony enchantress myself, <laughs> Travel Anderson. Fanti is your home for complex conversations about the gray areas in our lives, the people, places, and things we're huge fans of, but got some anti-feelings toward. You name it, we Fanti. Nobody's off limits. Check us out every Thursday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your Slayworthy audio. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.